Hello, everybody, and welcome to God Quest. I look forward to this time together today. I've got a special guest with me, Pastor Gerardo Diaz from La Roca, The Rock, Sacramento, California. Pastor Diaz, we're going to have a great time today. So welcome to God Quest, and uh, as I've already stated, we have a dear friend of mine, uh, a son of the gospel, and uh, we go a long way back now. No, yes, we do. <laughs> I can't believe it's been that long. We're not kids anymore. <laughs> no, We're not sir. kids anymore. No, sir. Uh, Pastor Gerardo Diaz uh, and I go back to the 90s. We're, we're, we're 90s kids, I guess yes. we could say, uh, to the time that I was planting a church in the San Diego metro area. And uh, you had just begun your walk of faith, and God brought us together. And uh, we met uh, at Point Loma Nazarene College. I was there, uh, a young singer uh, with the Apostolic Assembly was doing a uh, live recording there. And uh, you had just you had just become a believer and received the Holy Ghost, and and uh, you came and introduced yourself and. Little did we know from that conversation where life would go. It's an amazing <laughs> thing. I can't believe I'm up in Sacramento. <laughs> Never thought I'd move away from San Diego. Yeah. And uh, those of you that don't know Pastor Diaz, he pastors uh, La Roca, which is the Spanish congregation here at the Rock Church uh, for a number of years, pastored in Oakland, at Oakland Tabernacle, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite places. And... Uh, me and you still, our heart still beats for Oakland. We love Oaktown, sure and uh, and uh, we we've got a we've got a lot of memories as that young man became a part of our ministry, and now is also uh, the associate pastor here at the Rock Church, and wears a lot of hats. And uh, so, uh, give a little bit of your background before Christ. What what led you to to, to God? Well, it was just a rough life. Broken home, parents divorced when I was about 14 years of age, and uh, trouble just began to stir in my heart because of what was not in the home. And uh, so I ran to the streets. I always had close friends growing up and uh, looked to them as my, my brothers. And uh, we always tried to do good, but you know, eventually evil was present. With <laughs> evil <you>. was always <laughs> present. <laughs> so, you know, we got into we got into all the junk of the world, and uh, it was there where, in my teenage years as a high schooler, where things went way wrong. And after high school, I barely graduated high school. And uh, afterwards, a friend of my brother's uh, told me about a trade school, so I tried it just to try to get away from the street scene and got worse in the school mm -hmm. unfortunately uh, it was there where I met somebody that actually met led me to a young man who had a similar story as mine and he was a, a born-again believer I had never met one before I was raised around Catholics never knew a real born-again believer and he witnessed to me because I just you know I knew there was something better for me and I just couldn't figure out how to change. So I realized, you know, I can't do this myself. And that's when I started seeking for God. And I started reaching out for God. And then 
this young man, you know, our roads just met, crossed, and uh, witnessed to me. He brought me to church, and third service, I was born again. Didn't even know what the Holy Ghost was. <laughs> I love it. Didn't even know it, but I received it. Didn't know why I needed to be baptized in Jesus' name. I just, I literally received the Holy Ghost at the altar, and they said, "Hey, why stop there? You got one more step. If you've not been baptized, they're baptizing people right now." And the change was so radical. I, what I felt, and this is key, what I felt when I was in the service and when I received the Holy Ghost was so powerful that I didn't want to say no to baptism, even though I didn't really know you just the felt ins and outs. That something Absolutely. different. I, I, when I received the Holy Ghost, I literally felt like a ball of fire sit on my chest. It was amazing. And then so shortly right after that, in, in that service, I was baptized in Jesus' name. And I remember the trip on the way back uh, to Sacramento that in my mind, I could not fathom the fact that I felt so clean. For the first time in my life, my heart felt clean. And, uh, and so I never went back to the world. Thanks be to God. Wow. And so it was, it was not long after that that we met. And I, I've often told people that I don't know if I had ever seen a young person as hungry to know the Word of God as you. Now, you had quite the hoopty. Uh, <laughs> what, what was that, like a 19? That was a 71 Cutlass. 71 uh, Cutlass. 71 right? Cutlass, yeah. Okay, and you were literally driving like 40 miles, 40 50, mile, yep, 50 miles, 50 miles one way. Uh, from Oceanside down yes. to Santee. Yes, sir fighting that San Diego traffic, mm -hmm. that was how hungry you were yeah. just to be in Bible study. You, you yeah. were driving all that way to be at a Monday night Bible study. Yeah. And, uh, and I watched the hunger and I watched as you begin to grow in the word. It, you were, I was a young pastor, right? And, <laughs> sure. and a lot of, I was learning the role of pastoring and you were pushing me because <laughs> I, I because that hunger was in you, and I was hungry to be a pastor, and and it, that hunger, it, you were you were drawing it out of me, and we were like we were like iron sharpening iron, and and we began to see, and you were part of, we, we had some crazy church services we where did. there were just like two or three people, and we had some really <laughs> funny moments, but but we also saw the hand of God work, mm -hmm. and so my ministry was forged in a, I was already a preacher, I was I had been a, an evangelist, but. The pastoral ministry of my life was formed at the same time your faith was being formed, and there was a very real spiritual connection that in the years to come, uh, you became my assistant pastor and, and then in Oakland, and then uh, you took over the church after I left Oakland and then came here uh, as associate pastor as well as Spanish. So, so God connected us many years ago, uh, and what, what I'm seeing— is I'm watching you, Brother Diaz, is the role of anointing has now shifted again to where, yes, a pastor, but there's a very heavy prophetic anointing <clears throat> on you. And I've watched how you move in a dimension of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost working through you. Uh, it can be not even while you're preaching. It can be while you're leading the service and the Holy Ghost take over. Uh, can you unpack what happens? Like this, there's a sense that you're able to 
to step into a vein that sometimes is not even recognized by others in the congregation and, and the spirit begins to move. Kind of unpack when, when, when you start tapping into that, how do you know to go there? A very good question, and, and it's amazing that we're talking about, or you've mentioned uh, Oakland. Uh, when we did pastor in Oakland, there was there was something that I learned there, probably just because of all of the chaos and the darkness uh, over there. Um, and in prayer and in the worship services, just, just being exposed to that area it taught me to feel after the Holy Ghost. We say it so lightly nowadays, but it's such a real thing. And I prayed, God, help me to feel after your spirit lead me. And, you know, a lot of the times when we think of the prophetic, we think of the, the big visions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we think of, everything that went on in the Bible with the, with the prophets and, and understandable. And that is all real and that happens. Right. But I think we make a mistake of limiting it to just that. There, there For me, um, we can be right in the middle of service. It's happened here at the Rock Church. It's happened at LaRoga. And in fact, in prayer, this was this year, earlier this year, um, you had asked me to preach at the Rock Church. And on Saturday evening, I was praying and I didn't see anything. I didn't hear God's voice, but it was a feeling that literally the feeling was like, I knew I'm not gonna get to preach tomorrow night. Now I had already prepared, yeah. the message was prepared. And we get to the service and during the worship service, it's, it's moving, the church is moving, it's worshiping and literally during the um, offering song, it's like halfway through it, a word came to my mind that said, it's here. And immediately, I, it's, it's almost as if the atmosphere in that moment, for me, I don't know if everybody else saw it or caught it or whatever the case is, but I got a feeling in me, an, an intuition that, okay, it's gonna happen right now. And I took the pulpit and I just led the people to praise a little bit more. I felt that when I did, when I was doing that, I felt the Holy Ghost I direct me in the fact that it's almost as if, and I almost heard it audibly, push more. And I did for 10 seconds. And there was the moment, literally, the, the church service blew up. And then three got the Holy Ghost that night. And the feeling was, it wasn't something you had to work at. No, sir. It was there. It was there. And the discernment, you were able to identify because of the sen- the sensitivity that the spirit. Uh, I I can I can relate in, in a sense that I have a word that often comes to my spirit, and you just used it briefly. The word is push. Mm-hmm. Is when I'm in a situation where where I'm stepping into a spiritual realm. And it's just beyond. I've noticed that sometimes there it's just like a little bit further. Yes. A little bit further in prayer, a little bit further in worship, a little bit further waiting on the Lord, and it's right there. And I think that's there probably all the time. 
but we're not as sensitive to it being close. But I've had moments, probably the greatest, one of the greatest moments of my ministry was in Taxi 314 in Roatan, Honduras. I was teaching a Bible study uh, briefly in a cab ride to a man. Out of that cab ride, I think the last report, over 500 have received the Holy Ghost, over 300 baptized uh, under the ministry of Brother uh, and Sister Jones in Roatan. Now, I never, I never uh, baptized all those people or prayed all those people through, but coming out of that experience, but, but I bring that up is because when I was in that brief little Bible study in that car ride, there was a moment where the, the Bible study could have ended. We were, we were in that cab with the cab driver, and I felt it was, it, it was a feeling, but it was almost audible. It was an inaudible audible. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I really get what you you just know, and yes. it's like a word. It's, I don't know if you see it. I don't know if you hear it. I don't know if you feel it. And if you've never experienced it, that sounds like craziness, but you just know. Yes. And it's kind of like when I saw my wife for the first time, I just knew that's her. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how to describe I just knew. Yeah. And so in that cab ride that day, I felt the Holy Ghost say, push. Well, I know what that means because I've had, I've had that feeling enough. That means where you are, push a little further. And I was teaching that little Bible study in little generalities, and I felt the Spirit say, push a little further. And just on the other side of that push, revelation began to come. Yeah. And that's what I sense in, in what you were experiencing. And you have become very gifted in that, in that. Uh, gifted may not be the right word. Maybe it's you become very sensitive. You're you're able to flow into that. Can you uh, maybe direct a little bit to someone that's hungering? You know, I, I think that's the thing. Every worship leader, every pastor, every preacher, because you know, I, I I'll be honest. I've preached past a move of God before. You know, I've finished sermons when I should have stopped and just pushed a little more in worship. And uh, I think there's some songs that had I pushed in worship instead of performance. I think, you know, this isn't a confession session, but I think we all could say that. What would you say to that worship leader, that pastor, that preacher, that leader, our soul winner, Bible study teacher? What would you say? How is a way to become more sensitive to be able to push that next little step for me and, and it may be different for everybody but i think we we've there's a foundation your your personal prayer life for me it's been that um not it had nothing to do with like praying 10 hours straight yeah it's just you get and i don't like to say you get used to um that moment of where it happens in your prayer life where you're just praying and praying, and it's just kind of like your normal daily prayer life going on. And then all of a sudden, maybe you're you know 20 minutes into it or 40 minutes into it, whatever the case is, uh, immediately you know the Holy Ghost is there with you. Yeah. you. You have that feeling of when it happens. Not that you get used to it, but because you've experienced it so much, and, and if I was to advise anybody I would say learn to follow the Holy Ghost 
in your daily prayer life. I think that is the foundation. I think that's where, for me at least, I think that's where I learned how to be sensitive or more sensitive uh, to the Spirit of the Lord in a church service. Because if you look at the dynamics of it, it's, you know, your personal prayer life, it's kind of like having your own church service with God. Mm-hmm. And when a church is is in a worship service, it's the Spirit of the Lord moving. And so a lot of the dynamics are already there. It's almost the same. The difference is you're working with a body of people. And, and so, so if you learn to do it from your prayer life and in your prayer life, you will learn to do it as a worship leader when you're leading a congregation because in your worship, in your leading of worship. Now, I've I've had to learn um, through Oakland. I've had to learn. Then even at Laroque, I've had to learn to to lead worship. That's not my forte, but you know you do what yeah. you got to do. <laughs> and but uh, and it's in even in those moments yes. where we're lead where we're leading um, worship uh, that we we get to a point where we're leading the people and and like you said you get that push like keep them going keep and and so you're able to to go in and flow in and push them so that those that are mature they catch it and they do it and then one other thing that I would say is for the longest time for years in fact back from our Santee days uh, and I don't know if I heard it somewhere or maybe you preached it I don't know what it was but I have prayed for the longest time and I still pray, God, give me the discerning of spirits. I want to be able to yeah. discern spirits. And the discerning of spirits is a very broad, broad subject in the Bible. And we we can't limit it to just discerning the spirit of, for instance, that someone may have. Yeah. It's, it's discerning of spirits of what's actually going on because we're spiritual people. And the church service is full of spirits. Yeah, you know, there's the good and the bad. So the discerning of spirits also helps you in a way to discern what's going on. And I think a lot of it is also God answering my prayers. I think that is so good what you say about uh, in your in your personal prayer. Um, I would also add, if you're watching, one of the things that I would say is a very it's it's a very good spot to learn to discern and to learn sensitivity is in a church service. If you've been in the spirit of prayer before service, get your got your spirit right, then as you're singing, participate. Okay, that that's a start. Don't just stand sure. around and look. <laughs> Participate, because as you're singing, you're opening your soul up. When it's time to pray, you're opening your spirit up. But what will happen is if you've been in a spirit of worship and prayer before, then that service starts opening up. And I have learned I can I can feel where a service is, even if I'm not the one leading it. Like you can sense it. And your spirit, it's like your spirit bears witness with the person that's leading. And, and you know, if they're not in the zone, the leader that's not in the zone, then, you know, and I, I've I've had times where I've had to, as an evangelist, you know, I'm like, okay, they're they're not in the flow, but I know where God's taking. Uh, but but I've, I have watched, if you're in tune with the Holy Ghost and that service leader or pastor, whoever's leading that service, they're in tune with the Holy Ghost. You will begin to recognize, you'll begin to sense there, there's travail coming in right now. 
okay, there's a need, and and you can and you can boy, those old prayer warriors they start kicking in. You know, those old warriors of faith. Absolutely. And, you know, as a pastor, I lean on them because they're sensing it too. You know, it's and things start clicking from the pulpit and the pew together, and that that spiritual intuition mm-hmm. as sensitivity in the pew and and I would challenge just kind of begin to to operate in that dimension, begin to Okay, God, what do you don't just sing the song while you're singing your your head spiritually on a swivel. Okay. And you may look and you may see someone, boy, they're really getting a blessing. And you start, okay, ministering spirits are here right now. And are you st- and you'll you'll begin to pick up and you'll see how your pastor, you'll see how that man of God or that sir, you'll see how the spirit begins to move. And that actually equips you that you'll begin to identify those feelings. At the grocery store, of how God's working on working on you to be sensitive in that environment, or someone starts opening up and talking, and, and at a restaurant, and are you're you're teaching a Bible study, and you feel that moment push. Absolutely. And uh, there's no better place to do that than in prayer rooms and in worship experiences. Absolutely. Well, I look forward to having you back. Uh, these are kind of conversations that I think uh, stick with us and uh, are helpful. This isn't just a preacher thing. This is this is a believer thing. These signs shall follow them that believe God has mightily used you and is mightily using you in so many areas. And uh, somebody may be out there saying, well, I'm not a preacher's son. I'm not from a big family of prophets. I'm just I'm just me. Well, the man that I've interviewed today comes from dysfunction and brokenness and the streets of SoCal with not a lot except the heart that was hungry for God. And God has blessed and used him. God can use Gerardo Diaz and he can use you. Get on this quest to be used of God, to learn how to operate in the things of this kingdom. God has empowered us and equipped us. And it's a wide world of wonder. So get on this quest with us. Hey, tell your friends, subscribe, let somebody know about God Quest. We're having some interesting discussions, talking to some really cool people. And I look forward to seeing you next week on God Quest. God bless. We'll be right